This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, it's episode 140 of the Shattered Soulstone. The end is near. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2017. Over... 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. It is October 8th, 2017, and today you're stuck with Vesper and Dead Greed. What's up, brother? <laughs> Not much. How's it going, dude? Ah, it's going good, man. The end is near. Near, yeah. brother. Really, yeah, hey, really. Hey. Very are, close. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Have you gotten ready? done I'll everything you want to be ready? Oh yeah, I'm waiting for this uh, for next season. I told you guys last episode. I'm like, I'm, I'm like not feeling the rest of season eleven. I've been playing other games as like a filler until season twelve comes out. The, the hype for the patch two point six point one is it's too great, man. They, <laughs> it's arguable that they overhyped it. Now it's just I'm, all I'm waiting for. Caution, caution! The end is near. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up! Go ahead and get your stash tab and your and your pretty yep. pretty portrait. Hurry up! You about out of yep. town, Pippin? Better get your get better get your duckies in a row. Hey, if you guys need help, join the Discord and uh, ask for our help. One of us is generally always on. We'll help you out if you need it. All right, hey, and uh, up, to make smash it official. Your achieves. Yeah, there you go. Get them uh, uh, conquests in. We got you. We can help you out. So, Season 11 is officially ending uh, in North America on Friday, October 20th at 5 p.m. PDT. Europe, Friday, October 20th, 5 p.m. CEST. And Asia, Friday, October 20th, 5 p.m. KST. And Season 12 has finally been announced as well. It is starting... On Thursday, November 9th, 5 p.m. PDT in North America and Europe, Thursday, November 9th, 5 p.m. CEST and Asia, Thursday, November 9th, 5 p.m. KST. So get ready. What do we? What is that? Like, uh, that's two weeks. We got a two-week buffer between season. We don't have a full month. It's three like weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> oh, it's three weeks. Uh, I'm off, three. man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's you're okay. Right, three weeks. It's okay. Season starts on Thursday. We're gonna run. We're gonna get a group. We're gonna go. Go 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 go. Still team six here. We're gonna smash it. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my. Yeah yeah. I'm gonna do another neck roll. Probably the same, same build. build. Same build. Oh, you're gonna have to work for it this time. Hadrick's gift isn't gonna help you out, man. 
I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to work. Cause, you're gonna have to cause deal with another armor set. Primals. I'm oh, sure that'll continue. Your primals. Hey, uh, I got two more primals since the last I mean, time I posted. Fantastic. There, if you know, I really need to make it's like a whole nother channel on the Discord server just for. I'm just gonna name it "Raining Primals." And just yes, please. Any, anybody, please. anybody who gets a primal, just post it. Post your picture, brag to everybody else, get what you need. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I made a new social media platform, the Blizzard, what do you call it, the Blizzard Launcher Thingamajigger Thingamajigger. I made a new group called Shattered Soulstone, and I invited a ton of people. Oh, did so, you really? <laughs> I forgot they added that. <laughs> Honestly. Although, oh some people in this chat didn't, like, accept the invitation, so they don't know about it. You know who I didn't invite? Who I should invite? Who's that? I should invite Lantonio! Because he's on the show today! What's up, Lantonio? Oh, greed. <laughs> greed, greed, greed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, read the Skype chat, dude. <laughs> what? Oh, Skype chat. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know where the Skype chat's at. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Anywho. He lied. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Getting everybody's hopes up. Wait, who's back? Anywho, so, uh, there's some stuff going on. You know, they explain the season rollover. It's the same as usual. You know, uh, nice, cute, uh, rewards, uh, recipes, artisan progress, all the stuff. Blood shards, paragon experience, gold. You guys know the drill. It's the same as usual, normal, everything, you know. The schedule has been announced for uh, BlizzCon 2017. Uh, you can check that out on the uh, Blizzard website. Also, I'll have a link in the show notes in case anybody wants to see. It shows, obviously, Friday and Saturday's schedule. Um, I'm not going to go through all of it on the show. Another random news. We got uh, Muse is live at BlizzCon 2017. They're going to uh, close the BlizzCon, I believe. I don't know. Muse is going to be there. Uh, for those of you who like Muse and are going to BlizzCon, hope you enjoy. They're going to be live. It's going to be awesome. All right. And those of you who have the virtual ticket, you can see them too, even though you're not there. Still be happy. It's going to happen. Greed mentioned something earlier. There was this guy who used to be on the show. I, I mean, barely anybody remembers him. He went by Lantonio. I mean, this this guy, he was, he was on... Just a, f a couple episodes, uh, kind of forgettable, you know. But uh, just in case anybody missed him, we thought we'd bring him back on and uh, just to say hi. So, uh, Lantonio, how's it going, man? Hey there. What, what, what the hell do you mean? I, I'm, <laughs> what is this? Don't you mean the man, the myth, and the legend? <laughs> man, bro, I gave you a total <laughs> epic 
introduction. Oh, jeez. Getting go. Getting go. Like, because I don't get Skype chat, apparently. Yeah. So, I'm just like, bam! And then, best was like, Face palming. Epic fail on that one. Epic. It was great. He was like, it was like, he shoots, he misses. He falls short. I knew something had to happen. You know, that's my luck. You know, I got the headset all set up, and then now it starts beeping on me, and I'm like, okay, it's plugged in. What's going on? And the charge report don't work. Hey, one second, real quick. Two things I want to talk about. BlizzCon, right? Two yeah. panels. Two panels for Diablo. One is like oh. community panel, which I think is going to be cool. But the other one says, and I quote, "They're going to show what the necromancer spells look like." WTF, Blizzard? Whoa! Show what the necromancer That's spells what look like. I'm not joking. Have you seen the schedule? It says. What day? Necromancer. Oh, God. You're going to ask me. Is it, is it Friday or Saturday? Come on, you got to have this information out, man. we got to be professional. We're a professional show. <laughs> wow, you guys have changed the show around then. There's <laughs> <laughs> two panels. Yeah. One of them is community-orientated, and the other panel is the one I'm talking about. It says something about Necromancer spells. Spellcasting animation, they're gonna showcase it. I already kind of know what the Necromancer spellcaster look like, so uh, I mean, mm. I know that Melissa said no news at BlizzCon, but when you put something like that, kind of make me suspicious, yo. <laughs> now, nah, when, when they say no news, they mean no news, dude. Don't get your hopes excited. <laughs> One second. Okay, oh, yeah, visual movie? effects of Necromancer. Yep, from Exploding Corpses to Undead Army, join the Diablo 3 developers and they discuss the visual effects that bring the Necromancer class to unlife. Uh-huh. Haven't <laughs> we already learned okay. all that already? Is wow. Just, does that sound like something that they just put in there because they're going to do something else? And they don't want to find out. I haven't even played Diablo in probably a year, and I know everything there is to know about the Necro already. All right, all right look, all right, look. So this panel was specifically put in there for Lantonio since they knew he had not played the Necromancer yeah, they're yet. trying to get me back. So, you know. <laughs> they're trying to get you back. Well, yeah, I mean, Blizzard knows us, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah. okay, our, our specialty, our, our god, our man, our bro, uh, he's not playing. What does he want? Oh, let's go listen to the Shattered Soulstone. He wants the Necromancer. Let's give it to him. We'll make the community happy. He'll be happy. If he's happy, we're happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, hey, if I recall, didn't in, in the past, with, with an episode with you and me, uh, you know, back over a year ago, like, people remember that. Uh, didn't you and I talk about, like, uh, what new character classes would be really cool if they were brought in? We had some really cool ideas. I think some people, uh, some listeners uh, chimed in, too, and had some cool ideas. Yeah, I'm sure I was spouting off about the Necro, though. It's my favorite character, so... And oh, at yeah, least in deep, yeah. So, I'm which pretty most sure. Are. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got what you, you, you wanted, and you're late to the party. Me. They did it for me. I'm yeah. So now everybody knows how important it is that I'm here tonight. And you got a whole season 
uh, play test. So now, like, by the time you finally get to play the Necromancer, he's going to be all perfect for you. Cause yeah, I had to make sure that it was good before I get back on. I'm not just going to come on if it's start doing it. You know, half a job about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, we all know track records. I mean, they they did put in a wizard, so you know. Yeah, yeah. So for for <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they did put uh they did put easy mode into. So uh. <laughs> but, uh you know what I haven't figured yeah, out is, about the and, necromancer. And, I haven't figured out if the necro if the necromancer is that good or is it me. I'm not sure yet. Oh my god, greed. I'm guessing it's stick, stick to chasing gold, man. <laughs> you can be good at that. <laughs> Put it this way: Can you have an army of skeletons and revives and all that good stuff? It's sick, brother. I mean, then it's yes. awesome. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Just summons. Oh yeah, it's too good, bro. I uh, can't wait till you play it and get to see, check the gameplay for next season, season twelve. I'm going uh, um, all out support monk. I'm gonna finally play a support class and go all in with it. So uh, maybe we can get a group together and get some really high end greater rifts down. I think that'd be cool. Complete that season journey pretty quick with it. Well, I got internet. In a computer access, at least not my own yet, but uh, computer access, so it shouldn't be a problem to get back on myself. Awesome. When, when the season season, because that'd be a good start time. I'm not going to start on off season, so. Uh, the season starts November 9th, Thursday. Oh, plenty of time. Oh yeah, 5 p.m. PDT. In between that. Play out a season a little, at least like a day or two, so you you know can relearn how the game works. Right. I'm saying do a little practicing, you know. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait a minute, I gotta spend fifteen bucks to get my character. That you do, yes. No, uh, you I don't have to. <laughs> no, no, you have to. There, there's no not. There is. There, you have to. If you don't, no. you're not a fan. No, you can just oh, spend one hundred twenty-eight thousand WoW gold and buy a token, yeah. and then just cheated. buy the necro. What is He's WoW? A cheater. <laughs> oh, I have an WoW token. I have an WoW token. I might be able to slide you, but you know, if you're gonna, uh, hey, 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 if WoW's not really a thing, then you know, maybe. <laughs> What is wow? <laughs> you're, you're offering him a token and not me. What am I, chop liver? What's this? What is this? I didn't get that <laughs> offer. <laughs> what is well, this you're, crap? You're, you're not legend, you know. <laughs> Apparently not. Jesus, I don't matter. Don't worry, I don't matter. I'm like the legend. I'm like the father here, you know. Oh, if you, hey, if hey, you remember, hey, if you, you the, turn. If you turn back the time, if you remember when we were gonna buy the necro, I told you I would give you. I would I would buy it with gold, and you were like, I already bought it. I yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I'd already bought it by then. By the time you told me that. <laughs> but, uh, you mean they allow um, you a friend to give something to someone else can buy it, and you don't gotta buy it yourself? I've given like ten of them away already. Yeah. Oh, what do Warcraft and use it through there to get it or something then? No, I just totally... I can just go on my account 
throw a token uh, into BattleNet Balance and then buy the Necro Pack and send it to you, and then they oh. email you a thing and you open it and bam, you got the Necro Pack. It's super easy. Not, not bad. Well, in that hey, case, Reed, why, go ahead. <laughs> why aren't you? Uh, why aren't you getting those um, those tokens out and getting some of them um, uh, goodie bags? Those Blizzard goodie bags they're advertising that we uh, mentioned last episode. Do, do you know you what go. my name is? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Someone as greedy as you can go out and get some more money. What? 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 Uh, you said one hundred and fifty thousand gold in uh, in Million? World of Warcraft. What? You can get that in what five minutes? You <laughs> one twenty-eight. A token right now is like a hundred, or at least the last time I checked, it was one hundred twenty-eight thousand gold. I have millions of gold. One hundred twenty-eight thousand. No yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah, so it's pocket change, dude. So. <laughs> What are you complaining about? Fact, I, if I had 128,000 gold, I wouldn't even put it in my pocket. I'd be like, meh, I don't really need it. <laughs> Just throw it on the ground. Use for yeah. bird feed. That's, that's less than a penny, man. <laughs> you got all these people just starting wow, the wishing they could have one piece of gold, and, and you got the greedy bees like you. <laughs> that's why they call me greedy. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this. Let's get back to the um, to the epic return of Lantonio. How was the pokey? So, huh? The pokey? No, no, no. I was in smoke. My bad. I'm apparently just following. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so let's start with this. Let's let's start with this. All right, so Lantonio. Yeah. For old times' sake. So, what have you been up to in game, bud? Well, you know, how's your season been treating you? Paragon, a thousand, ten thousand, actually. Um, it's beyond rich. I mean, all the best legendaries. I mean, I don't even play that much because it's just so easy. You know, I just destroy everybody. You know, the monsters die when they see my character. I don't even gotta fight them. When uh, that Thorn, the Thorns Crusader, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the Thorns oh, Necro. Same. You know, but uh, uh, greed, it's greed. This, this dude don't even know what a primal ancient is. I was just thinking that he said all the best ancients, and I kind of giggled a little bit because I got all the best primal ancients. Ancients, too? Ah, jeez. Ancients aren't the best anymore, man. Oh, no. I told him to, but I haven't been playing in so long that I don't know what's going on anymore. Everyone's going to be like, is this loser on this show? He doesn't even know what Diablo is. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a whole I mean, new boss I mean, that you haven't fought yet. I used to like this guy, dude. Let's let's get rid of him now. <laughs> he can come back in another year when he learns yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, go 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 earn our respect back. We'll have you on the show then. <laughs> oh jeez, I'm gonna die. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, where where have you been, man? Tell uh, explain to everybody what's what's been going on. Greetings, Soulstone fans. Just a word of caution for the duration of this episode, Lantonio is going to talk about some pretty personal stuff, including substance abuse and addiction. So if that's something that is sensitive to you or someone who might be within earshot of this podcast, now would be a good time to stop listening to this week's show and look forward to next week's show. Okay, where to even start? Uh, let's see here. Well, everybody that used to listen to me probably knows. Uh, at least I'll, I'll remind them. I had a fire uh, back in my house in 
what was it not last yeah last november and uh before that even a little bit i was you know starting to drop out a little bit more but trying to get online but i was having some issues with um some money issues and stuff like that but uh yeah what really hit the head was this uh, tragic fire and i lost about 90 percent of my stuff um I had a, you know, a nice computer, got just drenched with water, obviously trying to put fires out, lost my TV, uh, pretty much everything. So, lost my home, you know, didn't really, I mean, we, not exactly, I mean, we got a new place and everything, but you know how it is. You got to start over. Mm-hmm. It's depressing. Don't want to really do anything. It's, yeah, it sucks. I wouldn't recommend it. Didn't have insurance. I just moved into the place. Hadn't even set the insurance up yet. Uh, dumb, yes, I know, but it is what it is. So don't cry over spilled milk, but still cry a little, you know? Anyway, um, after the fact of having to move three times in a month, and I, I don't know if anyone knows about me, but I have a herniated back and a couple of pinched lumbars and stuff like that. And, you know, I've had depression issues with that because when, before it happened, you know, I was the guy who could lift anything, do anything. And then, you know, this physical health issue just kind of dragged me down. And I didn't really show it or, you know, talk about it a lot because, you know, it's a depressing thing, blah, blah, blah. I was too good to be depressed, you know, so I didn't really want to talk about it with anybody. So I, you know, bottled a lot in. Kind of, you know, I, I got on, let's see, just see where to start. Got on medication for it. Try to, you know, get back to quality of life. And, of course, that was opiate medication. Did that for about, you know, five, six months. Well... I lost my insurance, you know. I wasn't working, wasn't doing anything, and that lapsed. So I kind of got stuck between, let's see, not having anything, not being able to afford it without insurance, and getting, you know, with, well, I, I was on oxycodone, and like a big dose of it, right? Oh, and just before I tell about this, it's not like PG story per se, so if anyone that's listening, doesn't want anybody certain to hear it or anything like that just you know skip ahead or something like that but uh um, after we do it we can say it but you know it has to do with like you know an, an issue that i had that it's i've gotten over and gotten better but uh, pretty much the whole world knows about these issues so it's not that terrible and i won't go into like full-on details but you know give the gist so lost my insurance started buying my pills on the street right i couldn't afford them went to the doctor whatever and start off where you know i didn't use them recreationally i used them the way i was supposed to but temptation came in you know i uh was you know like i said depressed blah 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 and i realized if i took a couple extra i wasn't depressed anymore so probably a big mistake and actual not probably was a big mistake but uh i know that now but not then so you know hiding my problems blah 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 well you know like i said a few months went down and uh yeah you know it became with opiates you become tolerant very quickly and you know it becomes very expensive and before you know it it's worse than not having insurance and uh you know, you talk to, obviously, if you're on the street getting it, these people can get other stuff, you know, better stuff. And someone introduced me to heroin. So didn't really want to do it at first, but I figured I didn't want to be sick because, you know, I was getting to the point where if I didn't have it, I'd go into withdrawals and blah, blah, blah. 
and anyone that knows this. But an opioid withdrawal, it's absolutely terrible. Don't recommend it to anybody. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And I'm dead serious. It is horrible. And, like, I thought that was bad at least anyway. Well, I, you know, when I got introduced there and I didn't want to be, you know, shooting up, um, stuff like that. I wasn't into needles. Didn't want to get some kind of disease, this or that. So, you know, I snorted it for a long time. And, you know, before I knew it, it wasn't doing anything again. Or, you know, you take more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And it just goes extremely fast. Like, you don't even realize a month's gone by, a week's gone by. And before you know it, too, you're not doing it just to keep your pain away. You're doing it to get messed up, nodding out, becoming complete loser but you think you know when you're on it you think the world's great and you're cool because it's the highest high and the lowest low but that's what happens and uh you know i basically decided i was gonna stop and yeah that worked out just amazing so i got to like my second day of being clean well, i wouldn't say clean of withdrawing and uh i was just like beyond sick i mean I, every time i've ever gotten to into a draw i just I, I don't know if it hits me worse than some i mean not, i'm not saying it's worse than anybody but uh it just you know i get uh, vomiting nausea anxiety just freaking want to kill yourself you know and mm. It's either that or do something and feel better. And you just try to go, like, the reason most people relapse is that you get through to the second day, third day, whatever, and you go get something because you can't take being sick anymore. Because if you don't, to, to explain what it's like, imagine the worst flu you've ever had in your life and multiply that times 100. I mean, your, your bones ache, you shake, you sweat, you freeze. It is terrible. Don't do it if you ever even thought about it. Because, yes, you can do it once and not get withdrawn. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about. But there is no doing it once. There just isn't. And I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to that's ever done it just once. So anyway, I was sick. And somebody came over. And they happened to have only liquid form. And I was like, I didn't want to. But, you know, the, the brain and the pain overpowered me. And I used a needle. Well, that became, you know... <laughs> If you think snorting is addictive and you can't do it once, uh, a needle is even worse, and there is no stopping. There's no turning back. You do it once, you're going to keep doing it. Well, it obviously became a very bad habit. And like I said, to, just to kind of try to shorten up the story and not say too many details, um, you know, just for respect of the show reasons. But, uh, you know, I got really, really bad into it. You know, it was, became daily before I knew it. And, uh, like, the, the little money I did have was gone. Um, I started freaking stealing to get it. You do whatever you can to get it. I mean, absolutely anything you will do outside of, you know, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. But <laughs> anyway, that's about the only thing you won't do. I'm sure people can figure out what I'm trying to say. I just don't want to say that on the show. Yeah. And, Anybody that is listening ever has a question about it or is suffering it with themselves, doesn't think there's anybody that they can talk to, feel free to contact me. I'll leave a number in description, email, whatever. Call me. Just don't do it. Or and if you are doing it, call me. Maybe I can help you stop. So anyway, I got uh, – it's getting really bad. And eventually, I don't care who you are, I don't care how smart you are, everybody either gets caught or dies period there's no in between and getting caught for me saved my life i basically got 
someone you know someone knocked me out it is what it is i'm not really mad at the person honestly they did it to help me so they they knocked me out and um police raided my house obviously found some stuff and i went to jail and if you think withdrawals in your own home in your own bed with your own food and your anybody who can help you is bad which i thought was bad going to jail and and you know and i've been to jail you know it's, it, that's not the thing but going to jail withdrawing going to jail sober is two different things it is completely not the same okay and uh it basically opened my eyes pretty big it was horrible i mean i couldn't stop throwing up i couldn't stop crapping myself it's just terrible and it doesn't stop there's no i mean time goes slow enough in jail as is uh talk about a minute taking an hour and then you know you threaten killing yourself because you just want to die or something even though you don't like i didn't like personally i wasn't suicidal i didn't say like i didn't mean i wanted to kill myself i meant like i want to die because it sucks you know and uh Because of that, I got strapped into a chair with a suicide blanket where I couldn't even move. And oh, trust me, all you want to do is shake when you're going through this. So 12 hours in a square room and with a light beaming on me, not being able to move. Oh, man. If I didn't want to die before that, I did it afterward. But, you know, of course, I had to swear that I wasn't, uh, you know, having any of these thoughts anymore and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, luckily, it wasn't a long sentence or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I got out and, it, well, actually, I shouldn't say luckily because, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Basically, the whole time I'm in there, I couldn't wait to get out so I could freaking use again. You know, that's all you think about. A lot of people will tell people it takes four days, it takes three days, it takes ten days, it takes six days. Nobody knows because everybody's different. I know people that it took three days and they were better. I know people that it took a month and they were better, you know. Um, honestly, it took me about seven days, but when I was in jail, I was only in jail for five days. Not a long term, I know. I'm not saying, trying to make that into, you know, being badass or anything like that. I'm just saying I was in there five days because of, I'll explain, a program that I went into to get out, basically. And the second I got out, you know, I'm still vomiting, doing all this other stuff. And I, dumb, took it again, you know. And I'm just saying this is what happens. This is why it's so hard to get off with. I mean, the biggest thing I think for people is getting through withdrawals. Yes, there's mindsets and all this other stuff. But uh, for me, it was basically if I if I always thought to myself, if I can get through the sickness, I'll be done. And um, I mean, that's what I thought. I got out. You know, I mean, I was getting close to the end. I thought, and uh, you know, used again. And well, like I said, I mentioned a bit ago that uh, the reason I was getting out was because I got into a program. Like basically, took a plea bargain. And um, it's called like you know drug court i'm sure different states and counties all have their own programs and stuff but it's basically you know you're going to be followed by the court system to make sure you're clean get you clean uh, required to go to rehab do all kinds of fun stuff like that so kind of went into it as i don't give a crap that's like just a lot of the attitudes a lot of people have at the time and they just don't care and you know I, mean, I was the same way I was you know I was nostalgic I didn't do any of my hobbies anymore I didn't talk to any of my friends anymore other than my using friends which aren't really your friends you know and uh, just you know you, you don't want to tell anybody because one it's embarrassing two you're ashamed three you, you know you know it's bad you know it's a problem you don't want to admit that you have that problem and me I've always been a very like person motivated on my family's opinion of me all kinds of other things you know i never never really thought it'd be something i could get involved with but uh, you'd be surprised how easy it is to get involved and do what you never think you would do so 
uh, anyway, like I said, I went into the program called Drug Court, and, you know, I have so many days, I, I gotta go, you know, drug test and all this other stuff all the time, but I was just kind of like, you know, at first, I'm like, you know, this is, I'm just gonna do what I can to get away with it, you know, and that's what the mindset is, you just want to do whatever you can to get away with it, and, you know, I, I, I use, but, you know, I realize, okay, very, very soon after, there is no getting away with it. Yes, there is people that say, "Oh, you can you can beat a urine test. You can do this." Not when someone's standing, staring right at you while you have to go. And I mean, these guys don't mess around. We're not talking about a Walmart cup that you go in and they have a little like you know panel of testing. I mean, we they send every single time, send it out and have it medical or laboratoried checked for. Any kind of deployment. I mean, even if there's a dilutant, like you go to the, your local smoke shop, for anyone who knows, and gets a the, um, a drink that dilutes yourself and stuff like that, or supposed to clear your system, which most of them are bogus anyway, and do that, you know, it's, it's not going to work. Uh, unless you got just some major, major cojones and think you can try to sneak it in front of someone, somebody else's, not the only way you might be able to do it, but even then, they're probably going to test your creatine levels. They they literally test your body fat levels. Oh, weird, weird stuff that they can basically uh, – they'll get your DNA in your vein and match it to that. So with these people, there is no getting away with it. And I learned very quickly because – Every other Thursday, I have to go to court and basically talk to a judge about how I've been doing. And, you know, my first time going there, I had no idea. I had to do, like, these big speeches in front of people, which I'm not a public speaker, even though I can talk. I'm just not in front of people. The Internet's one thing. No one has to see me, you know. And, uh, but, like, going in front of a big – it's like being back in high school. you got to get up in front of the class. And, oh, I hated that, you know. So, anyway, I learned very quickly that, you know, it's, it's not fun to have to go there to begin with. And let alone know you're going to get just creamed out and, you know, you can get sent back to jail and it's just going to be worse on you anyway. So luckily, my judge understood that it's very hard, but, you know, I'm not going to get a thousand chances, but I get a chance, you know, prove yourself. And I decided right there and then that I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't care how sick I get. But what I needed to do is admit it to my family because I needed the support. I I, I I've realized multiple times that it's not going to happen on my own. And anyone else that's out there, no, it ain't going to happen on your own. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but most people can't. So get help. You know, admit it. And plus, people you think are just going to, like, hate you for it and be mad at you for it are probably just going to support you and not be mad at you. Um, my dad's a hard ass, okay? And I've always thought that about him. I, I, I mean, I, I respect him. I love him everything like that. But... Uh, I was just scared to death to tell him, and I mean, I told my mom right off the bat because she's always understanding of freaking everything, even though she's probably mad at me. But my, my dad's a totally different story. Well, you know, I, I told him I thought, you know, I thought I'm gonna get creamed out, I'm gonna be hated upon, and all he did is support me. Then yell at me once, and basically they took me into their home and watched me, you know, ruin their sheets, ruin floors getting you know vomit messes around and stuff even though i you know i tried to make it the bathroom in a bucket but it just it's, it's very hard to to do any of that so um you know and just you know i took care of me until i was better and locked me in the house and made sure i didn't do anything for, essentially you know so i went six days of hell and uh, after that i 
I woke up, I finally got some sleep on my sixth night going into the seventh day and I woke up the next day and I, I couldn't believe how just um, is, is part of the point but how high I felt but you know people say high on life but it is true once you've learned what it's like to not be able to be high on life you know you just kind of wake up have this epiphany of I made it you know and you, at least you think that you made it anyway but uh, uh, you know it made it because you feel good I, I finally slept it's the first night I've slept in a week and time goes slow man it, it does it feels like it's never going to end but it, it will end trust me it, it does um, but I basically you know I, I decided right there and then I got to get out of the house though like I was driving me nuts because I like you know stare at the walls and like I didn't even watch TV while I was saying you know you, just, you can't pay attention to it all you want to do is sleep kick turn toss hate yourself blah 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 and I said there, I got to go out, I got to do something. So my mom goes to the races every weekend uh, when they're on anyway. And uh, I said, I, you know what, I'll go with her because what she does is she goes to my sisters, you know, my niece and nephew are there, they hang out for a few hours and they go to the races. So we went there and we had to watch the kids for a little while because they were doing like the fantasy football draft or something. And I took the kids, which I haven't seen my niece and nephew in ages, and went to the park with them, blah, blah, blah. You know, ran around a whole bunch and then and like uh, I don't know if I overdid myself or what but it was like I chased him for like five minutes I swear I was just like Whoo! you know <laughs> wasn't good but you know I got that out of me and I felt a little better went home took like a half hour nap went to the races that night you know just having my mind occupied and doing something fun something I like that I haven't done in years or what seemed like years anyway you know doing anything at all like this and it, you know it just it made my mind feel better you know and like i said it got that like rush of endorphins that come from naturally instead of from a, a drug or uh, being intoxicated or whatever you know depending on your poison but i was happy and then i woke up the next day and i felt horrible again and i'm like oh, okay is this because i overexerted myself or what and you know i started doing research blah blah blah, and talking to my doctor because you know i was seeing a doctor for you know the issues and you know i was basically told that no you, you basically kind of like go into remission of some sort where you just you think you're better and then all of a sudden um which it does have a little bit to do with overexerting yourself but yeah you, know, you know you think you're better and then you go through like another few days of, of you know of hell well you know it basically took another two days and i woke up and ever since i've pretty much been fine yeah, there's still some restless legs there's still some issues and well i mean after, shortly after that there's still some issues that you're going to deal with you know it's always going to be in your mind it's always going to there's going to be anxiety there's going to be you know days that you think you should just go back to it because the world sucks you know but it's not and, and every day you get better and it's just awesome well like i said before about that program i told you i went into um one of the requirements is rehab well i kind of went like when i when i had to start we have i had this day you know i had to go all these appointments i have to go like i gotta drive about a half hour from my house almost every single day for whether it's a urine test an appointment uh, rehab whatever because it's all like i said about a half hour drive from where i'm at and i didn't have my own vehicle at times so i'm like dude this sucks right now and uh, i'm using my parents vehicles and yeah it's awesome that they're letting me use it and stuff but it's like and you feel bad because you're sucking all their gas down and everything else but uh, you know, right before I'm going, or I'm on my way, I'm driving to this first rehab class. You know, it's like called group or whatever, and I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna suck, you know. But uh, wow, was I wrong, man! Like I got there, the people, 
are just freaking awesome. Uh, nobody judges you. Uh, it just makes you want to share and talk. Like it sounds really weird for someone who's never been in it and never done it. It's, it's like you know, it's kind of you know, this sucks. It, it's really not. I mean, you get into it, what you put out of it. Like I didn't want to talk or anything at first, and but I half hour wondered I could see like how everyone else was communicating and just like you know, being super cool and talking about having the same problems as you. You know, I started talking, and before I knew it, it's like now I can't wait to go. You know, I just I, I want to be there like as much as possible. I go on days that I don't have to be there um i you know i talk i also have the like one of my therapists that's in the group he's also my personal therapist because you also have appointments where you go um, by yourself and you know he's an amazing person uh, of course an ecstatic himself pretty much everybody is because that way they kind of understand it i really wouldn't want to talk with someone who isn't tell you the truth i mean i would talk with someone who isn't but i wouldn't want them to be my therapist because it, it helps when they can 100 percent understand what you're going through and or what you've been through or whatever yeah, it wouldn't give you the same effect. It, no, it, it really doesn't. And then, like, when people, the, the people that judge you the most are the ones that only know stuff about the media, what the media tells them. You know, they think you're chasing butterflies and stuff, and you're, you're not. You know, that's not what it's all about. And, uh, you know, and they think, well, just don't do it. It's simple as that. Why'd you do it? Well, they don't understand addiction. You know, it's I, I've never been addicted personally in my life, and I had the same exact mentality before I got into something. I, you know, I wasn't a drinker because I, well, that's because I saw people getting stupid on alcohol growing up. So I think I would wonder why can people have to drink every day? Why do people have to do this every day? You see stuff on TV, and you're like, yeah, what an idiot, you know, stupid junkie, blah blah blah. But man, when it's you, it's like, dude. Not only am I ashamed for the thoughts and things I've said in the past for other people, it's like I totally get it now. I, you know, you kind of almost have to go through it to get it. I'm not saying nobody, everybody out there is like shallow and biased or whatever, and they don't understand it at all, whether they're done or not. But me personally, I guess I had to kind of you know learn the hard way, you know. And I, in a way, I'm glad I did, and because it's kind of like almost like a life experience, not a good one, but. It wakes you up to a lot of things you didn't know about yourself um, even before you know I started using like I can see like now like what drove me to that point like why I ended up being depressed so much over this instead of just getting back up on my feet right away and doing it and you know I've I, I lost so many things I lost uh, not only just my house but I lost friends like you guys I don't talk to anymore um, Diablo one of my biggest passions there is cars stuff working even you know I mean everything you just you go from having all this stuff and being perfectly set in life and happy and then it's like everything's gone and it's not all the fire's fault but it's my own fault too but you blame it on everything you you just search for all this blame and all i wanted you know of course i mean not anymore but that's that's what it is when you get into it and you just break down some people do i mean i essentially had like you know not a midlife crisis i'm not that old but you know a, a breakdown point where i just thought heck with it you know i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and i don't care what anybody thinks and then that makes it even worse because it changes like your brain so much that you don't know even what you're doing you know you don't care what people think anymore and if once you do care you just take it away again you know so yeah. um but i now i've been clean for i mean it's not the long super long time but i'll be on my second month on the 19th so but I mean, since I've gotten to the point of where I don't feel like shit every day, I wake up feeling like a normal person, but honestly, better than a normal person, is what I would say, because uh, I'm just happy every day that I'm not doing this crap anymore. I'm not saying that I could never, uh, that it's impossible for me to screw up, but I'm doing everything in my power to make it so I don't, you know, and I got a hell of 
support system. Uh, I'm getting my hobbies back. That's one of the reasons I called Nevik and talked to him, found out you guys were still doing the podcast, and I was instantly excited and wanted to get a hold of you guys, especially you, Vesper, because, you know, of our past and stuff. But um, no, Yeah, man, I was very happy to hear from you, dude. Yeah, I know. Just for anybody listening, I, I called Vesper out of the absolute blue. He probably had no idea who, or he did have no idea who the heck I was. You yeah. Know, <laughs> you know, I met him with someone like, it's a ghost from your past. And he's like, you got to give me a clue. And I'm like, uh, I got you started on your podcast. And he's like, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so well, was, you, you, like, my, my phone, it didn't recognize the number. I answered it. I'm like, well, okay, well. This person knows who I am. I don't recognize the voice because honestly, you sounded you sounded weird. You sounded different. It didn't yeah. sound like you. See, you've never and, heard uh, not high, and that's <laughs> the thing is that um, like my parents are like, wow, like we couldn't really tell you were messed up per se because you can hide it so well because that's I mean you learn to hide it you know and but once they see you like completely sober again it's like wow there's my kid back you know they can really yeah. tell the difference so i mean so many people like there's so many times where like i was acting crazy and stupid and wasted and you know like i said it's just covering up my true self you know and i am the goofy guy i am you know the sarcastic jokester and stuff like that but not to the extent maybe that that made me and you, like, i'm sure like my voice is a little bit clearer stuff like that maybe i sound the same i don't know to me i sound a little different but um you know a couple of years you know it only seems like it's really been like a year but it, I, I think in reality it's been well because that's my podcast but like this whole issue spread uh, across like three four years you know and probably even longer than that you know not i guess i made the story sound kind of quickly but and you know the time lapse in between and stuff but it was a long time you know it was a long big annoying struggle i mean and it's not even fun anymore like it never was fun anymore because i was to the point where like i didn't even get high i could i could do enough if i if i tried to get high i would have overdosed because it's impossible you know and um, it's just not being sick. That's all it is. And it's no fun. It's just, you know, every single day you're spending trying to figure out how you're going to get it because, like, once you get it, you just use it up. And before you know it, it's gone. And it's another day. And it's not cheap. You know, yeah, it's, it starts out cheap. They, they love to say on TV, oh, it's getting cheaper and more potent. Well, it's getting cheaper. I don't know about potency, but it's getting cheaper, that's for sure. Um, yeah, well, that until until you get into it, and then you need to buy 50 to $100 a day, if not more. And, you know, think about it. That's $3,000 a month. You know, then you spend $300 a day. I was up to close to $400 a day at one point. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Think about that in a month fashion. Think about that in year fashion. You know, Jeez. you know, it, it goes very, very quickly, and it, it sucks. And I did it though, you know. And I'm just kind of like, I would have never, ever told any of you this. I think, th I think there actually was one person on here that I might have kind of told at least some certain things. But that I think that person knows who they are, and you know. But we're extremely close, so um, you know. But uh, not even like in a personal manner. We talk on the phone, and you know, met in person, and blah blah blah. But yeah, you know, they they never judged me or nothing like that, and they've had their own issues too. But you know, 
some people they don't want to they don't want to narc they don't want to do this but i'm just going to tell another thing if any of you have friends that you know are using especially like you know coke heroin the big three meth puff like that don't think of it as you're narking them out or ratting them out or snitching them out yeah snitches get stitches we have whatever dude i could care less what people think in high school you know but uh do it tell their friend that isn't using if you know him or tell uh, like basically what happened to me was my best friends i mean my absolute best friends i've known since second grade and you know i kept it a secret from them. they helped me move one day and uh they basically saw you know needle marks on my arms and because i got hot wasn't thinking about it when i was moving and took my shirt off you know and it's like oh shoot <laughs> you know i didn't even think about it because you know, my mind was whack anyway i didn't care but i come to find out that they called my brother-in-law who they know i'm extremely close with to see if he knew anything about it or if he's noticed it you know because they were worried it's not because they wanted to be a snitch it's because they're worried you know and him he's got a little bit more of a mindset you know he he kind of knew but he didn't know it was a problem as it was i don't know anything you know and that's just that mindset of you know not wanting to be a snitch and i wanted an arc thinking i'd be mad at him or something well they called my sister because like i said i'm very close with these guys they know all my family members phones numbers and if my sister was to say anything they had to call my freaking parents dude they were determined you know and uh not only are these the kind of guys that absolutely care about me that they're going to do what they have to do to get me better they they're also the sort of most sarcastic wise cracking sons of a guns in the world so now the first i get the, the sport and then i got the jokes you know <laughs> but yeah. it's all right i deserve it but um anyway they told my sister and my sister's like you know i i, I have noticed but i didn't really think of it because like to like i said to these people i could never do this you know and it's like okay look look at you know let's say your brother to the left and your best friend to the right you know in the united states at least the likelihood is that one of them have an addiction problem that they're not telling you and it's i'm not saying that it's true but i'm saying that's the statistics you know so you know don't be afraid to talk to people and if you're not use it yourself especially just to help them because people need that help to get off i mean they're gonna die otherwise i mean I, I, i can't believe i made it through what i did so anyway my sister talked to my mom about it and then they got wondering and my parents got into it but i I never actually came out and tell them because they were the kind of like yeah i just didn't want to believe it you know but then a certain person that also kind of found out not through them but still it doesn't matter anyway told the police you know and they kind of did it because they decided that they knew they weren't close enough to me to like that if they told me i would even if my parents would have confronted me i'd have been like no you know they're full of crap like those are mosquito bites you know (laughs) so i wouldn't have told them i don't care i I lied my ass off you know and uh but getting caught you know you're red-handed you know and I'm glad I was forced to be clean because, I mean, not that it was necessarily forced. I still had to make that conscious decision because, you know, I just went back to jail. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it's easier to get stuff in jail than it is outside of jail. And, you know, so that, trust me, it's like I'm not, not going to jail just because I want to or this or that. But if you really want it, you can find it there, too. So what's the difference? But I just said, you know, I don't want to get into trouble anyway. I don't want to waste my money for the rest of my life. I really don't want to die at the age of 30 um, or 
younger before I turned 30, you know, and I, I don't want my parents to think I'm a scrub or a junkie or worthless. Like, you know, them being proud of me is a big thing in my life. So, I, I mean, I, I also had those, you know, those bad thoughts of saying, like, you know, I don't want to feel pain and be a cripple either because of my back issues. But, you know, it's like my dad told me I got to I got to figure out what I can do to make that better without, you know, using drugs because it's not the way. It's hard to make judgments on pharmaceutical companies. Like, I'm not saying that just because a doctor prescribed me a medication that I, that's why I became, you know, an addict or whatever. But uh, it definitely doesn't help, you know. Uh, they yeah. Especially when you're – I mean, insurance companies are ridiculous, stuff like this too, where they just – and this is the number one cause of addiction when it, when it comes to opiates anyway, um, that a doctor prescribes a high dose of opiates. The person takes one, gets a little – like the, takes it like prescribed, still because they have no tolerance to begin with, gets that opiate buzz, which I'm sorry to say feels amazing. And then they want it again, and they keep doing it. And before they know it, they realize, oh, I'm not getting it. And then it's the addiction factor, the physical addiction factor is once your body is dependent on it, that's the physical addiction. But yes, there's mental just doing it, and you could like not ever get physically addicted on certain things. It's kind of like people who smoke marijuana, you know. Yeah, they're not physically addicted to it, but they're mentally addicted to it, you know. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's 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 a vicious cycle, you know. Like I lost my insurance. That's why I went to the street. You know, that's why I got introduced to this because I didn't have any really any money left. And I'm not saying I didn't make the conscious conscious decision, but it's definitely what led me there. You know, and it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe me hurting myself is really what led me there. It's not the doctor's fault. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm past blame, you know. But if anything, I should blame myself, you know, for making stupid decisions. But it's, I'm just, like, you know, kind of going through all the points of why I did it, what got me there, you know, in in layman's terms and what other people might understand, you know. So, yeah. I mean, essentially you know, that's great, but... <laughs> You know, I mean, every single person thinks, oh, that ain't gonna happen to me. It's okay, my doctor gave me this stuff. I mean, this is this is something the doctor gave me. That's how it starts off. You know, your story is unfortunately like millions of other people. Yep. They hurt, they got in a car accident, they hurt their back, they were picking something up, that, you know, they hurt their knee, they were playing sports, something happened, you know, they twist their ankle, whatever, they broke their leg, something happened, they, they you know, what do you do when you get hurt? You go to the doctor, you know, the dude's in a coat, he, he looks respectable. He, mm -hmm. he he gives you a prescription. You don't even really know what it is, really. It's just a prescription. You go to the pharmacy, you hand it to them. They hand you some pills. You take a couple. Next thing you know, you know you, you can't work no more because you're injured. So now you lost your insurance. Now you now you have to do other things. It scares the crap out of me because yeah, they call it the opiate epidemic you know it's yeah, all over it is, the tv it's and huge. no one talks about it i mean you huh. you can't turn on the news and hear about it all you hear about is oh all oh, these people are legalizing weed in california Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about that. You know how many millions of people are dying from this stuff? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, brother, I, I'm glad you're clean, man. I, I'm really proud of you. 
that that is super hard, man. And I know, I know, I know you ain't at the end of the road yet, brother. But man, oh, no, it never will be though. It's there is um, no end. You know, I guess it gets better, and you can go years. But there's people that go years and get right back into it. And I'm not saying that I'm going to. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm just hoping I'm not. You know, and I'm doing everything I can to not not but you you mentioned really quick you mentioned like you can't see on news which for the most part that's true but at least now like one thing i say a lot of people hate on trump but he's actually put out an opiate epidemic initiative where he's actually starting to he's trying to make a law about making it extremely difficult for doctors to prescribe an opiate without repercussions you know what i mean and by repercussions i don't mean oh if they prescribe an opiate they're going to jail they're going to get a ticket no like it, they have to show reasons why they did. Uh, they have to show that they're doing um, weekly pill checks, you know, to make sure people aren't taking it more than they need, at least, you know, to try to help it or they're going to lose that prescription. Um, different things, you know, to, you know, and whatever they can pot, make sure that everything has been done before that happens. It's not just let's slap a prescription on you. It's uh, can we get you into chiropractics? Can we get you into uh, like a physical rehab? Can we get you um, something non-narcotic, you know, a, a neuron, a, a, something that's just, you know, worthless when it comes to uh, recreational use or value. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I. It's, I don't really want to get into this topic, but you know, marijuana being legal. That's a little big reason why a lot of how a lot of uh, places that are going legal medically are justifying it. It's not a physically addictive substance. I don't care what the media has told you. It's not. It's a heck of a lot better than an opiate. I can tell you that. And it pretty much gives. I mean, you can take the THC out of it. Uh, if 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 only it was legal and the government didn't want to like like I said I shouldn't get into this but the government didn't want to screw everybody over and worry about their money that the pharmaceutical companies pay them in order to make the war on drugs a big thing no it's the war on marijuana it's not the war on drugs but they don't do anything about the pharmaceutical companies you know sending out billions upon billions of oxycodone and oxycotton to people in, all over the place and making billions of dollars on everybody suffering you know but yet uh, hemp is a dangerous thing like okay well how many people have died from marijuana zero how many people have died from opiates billions or millions you know what i mean so come on you know let's get with the program i'm not i'm saying you can use cannabinoids to get better and it can do the same thing without side effects and i mean zero side effects at least good bad ones zero bad side effects you know with the same thing if they could just scientifically be able to legally process it you know but no you know it's let's let's that that's illegal because that's bad you know says who the go- same government that told you it burned uh brain cells yeah give me a break but like that, that's a big subject for me <laughs> yeah we'll uh, uh yeah, we'll leave it that i've never been now. a pothead or anything like that like i don't smoke you know but mm-hmm. i understand the truth you know yeah, yeah I just, well, uh, uh, we'll leave it that at that. Whole for opiate now. Thing, that it scares me like crazy. I never had a problem with it, but also I've hurt myself really bad, but didn't go to the doctor, didn't get medication because of that. Because I am super. And that's scared good. That. And there's some people that can do that, but then there's some people that like pain is too much for them. And uh, like for the longest time, I was someone that it wasn't. I didn't take Tylenol, but I didn't really know what 
bad pain was, you know. Um, oh yeah, I wasn't trying to say that. I was just saying, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just making a, a comment. I'm not offended by anything you said. <laughs> well, guys, let's. Uh, we're running out of time, so um, uh, we can continue on. this. What? I can't believe it's an hour already. <laughs> it went so fast. Yeah, we will uh, continue this next episode. There will be a part two. We'll get Lantonio back on here. And we'll talk more about, well, whatever. We'll finish up, <laughs> we'll finish up the story, but we'll, we'll get back into Diablo. Um, for those of you who are new since Lantonio's been gone, we kind of apologize for not getting too much into Diablo this episode. Um, I apologize uh, too. I've been trying to bring you guys away from Diablo or anything, but I've had a lot of people like email me, ask me. I know you've said you've gotten emails literally on the show. What happened to me? So I wanted at least like, I guess I feel like I owed it to everyone to give them the story, you know? Yep. Yep. We've, we've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of messages, um, emails. I've gotten a couple tweets still asking where you're at. You know, if you're just completely out of the show and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, I'm glad we're able to get you back on here, get you to explain what's been going on. And uh, like I said, I apologize for those of you who are new that don't really know who Lantonio is or you didn't, you know, go back and listen that far. Uh, but for those of you who do know, um, well, this is why Lantonio's been gone. I'm sure I can say for all the listeners, too, and Dead Greed said it earlier, dude, I'm proud as hell of you, dude. Thank you. Like, I'm so glad that you got better. I'm so glad you're getting through this. And I know it's, you know, I know it's hard. It's still going to be hard. Like you just said, it's always going to be hard. But we're we're all glad you got to this point, and you're good. Yeah, one so step after the next, right, brother? <laughs> yep. We're very happy to have you uh, be on the show again. And uh, like I said, we'll bring you back in next episode. We'll continue. And, um, yeah, get more into some Diablo talk with you, because I know you're... I'll play some Diablo this to play week, the so game I have something too. to talk about. <laughs> Sounds good, I promise, I'll, I'll get some Diablo talk. <laughs> Sounds good. Alright, guys, well, this has been a unique show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you want any more details of Diablo news that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the links will be in the show notes on the website, and uh, you know where to find us. With that, um, real quick before you go, I was gonna say um, we'll put I'll put my email and stuff in the show notes in case you don't got them or something already. If anyone has any questions directly to me, go ahead and email me or call me or whatever. I don't care anybody. So you all have been listening to episode 140 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community based experience find the discord invitation link on twitter and facebook as well as on the shattered soulstone website this show is powered by you the listener send in your contributions thoughts questions and feedback to show at shattered soulstone.com uh, we love twitter come join us and tweet with us uh, you can find the show twitter at shattered soulstone uh, me wesper at wespertilio1189 dead greed is at dead greed1812 and lantonio is at lantonio uh, you can find the show facebook page at facebook.com slash shattered soulstone and wespertilio at facebook.com slash wespertilio1189 uh, and 
Lantonio, what's your email? Uh, it's Lantonio, L-A-N-N-T-O-N-I-O, at gmail.com. I'm not going to say my phone number on the show, but you guys can look it up on the website. All right, sounds good. So if anybody needs to contact him for anything at all, you've got your invitation. Uh, we would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows at the Dawnforge or from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Dawnforge, Dawnforge, Dawnforge. Let's say it several more times. Anyway, thank you for listening. Dawnforge. Until next time, <laughs> from all of us Papa here at the Shattered Soulstone. He hasn't heard that for a while, I bet. <laughs> there you go. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. See ya. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2017. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.